<laughs> I come in with a beer and with the helmet on. Hey everybody. We uh welcome to another episode of this podcast. Um, few things first, we just finished our live Facebook stream. I hope you guys check that out on Facebook. And if you haven't liked us already, like it and keep updated on all our cool shit we do. Um, we'd like to thank everybody for their continued support and listening in the podcast. Um, we have only posted two episodes in the last month and so, and we have hundred at listens man yeah two episodes that's like 50 people an episode that means that you guys are getting strong your your forces are growing right you could actually conversate with each other, other. people in the world Ooh, maybe that we might should, know maybe what... we should start our time and stuff group page and see if people have conversations about the episode a fan dedicated group on facebook that we i don't start know if for we can i don't know if those like the somebody started group <laughs> yeah right we shouldn't make that we shouldn't make it for other people everybody so you guys should make a group for us and talk about our cool shit we do or <laughs> if you so have the, <laughs> if you feel like that's... Well, that's why i was saying if one was already made all they would have to do is join and start talking true it would be easy Maybe then they, we could moderate it. Then we could moderate the page, and then we could kick people off if they were just maybe like, our, shaming us. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe our fans don't necessarily want to comment wanna co- on our oh. page, but they're like, "Oh, well, we can conversate with other people about it." I maybe that is true. Maybe they don't want to want rebuttals to their opinions on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're shy. But again, Oregon comes in on top. Seventy-one downloads, man. You guys are killing it. Washington's next, and then. California. I want to know who you. Cal- is it one person listening to four episodes, or is it four people, two people? Yeah, I want right. to know you, you Californians. You're right down there. <laughs> I hope it's David. Yeah, David might be listening. It and might just be never saying, David. If you are listening to this, and you know, you you'll know the David you know right. if you if you are who you. think Well, this you is are. within like the first three minutes, so you know if his attention span is really low, he'll hear this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tell us. Tell us. Um, Arizona, I know that's Beth's mom. That's wonderful. Awesome. At least Beth's mom, if not her grandparents or somebody else too, which right. is wonderful. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and some Colorado listens, but one just in this month. So, you know, it, right. It's, you guys are in there, man. We love it. Yeah. We love it. And we were thinking that. that oh, and then someone... Alaska, you guys are in there too. Yep. I don't want, I don't want to forget Alaska. You guys are of always listening. Um, mm-hmm. but not as much as Oregon. Yeah. Anyways. Which is nice. Thank you all. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, all that stuff. Oh, you should, if you guys were listening to this and like, you know, you, you're 50 episodes in, um, if you have iTunes and that's the primary source you do, would you rate and review us on iTunes? Cause that yeah. actually really, you can even just say three letters. They are cool. Three words. I mean, they are, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do, yeah. just. Rate us and review us. That way, we get more attention from staff. Yeah, it'll at, bring uh, us more Apple. to the top of the podcast realm. It, we will show up on things you might like in other people's, you know, searches or things. We could be we could become relevant if we just get more rates and reviews on iTunes. So, if you guys are doing that, we'd love that. But enough about yammering about yeah. us yeah. and what we want from you. Right. Now it's time to give you stuff you probably don't even want. Right. (laughs) Because isn't that what we do here? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) All right, everybody. Buddy. Yo, everybody. Time to get psyched. How you doing out there? Here we come. Another. This is another journey through time and stuff. We got a sick beat Mm. just to uh, make you guys feel 
good about yourselves. We want you guys to get hyped up. We want you guys to be like, oh man, finally, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're in the gym, maybe, who knows, but we want you to be excited about life. Yeah, maybe you're a woman, maybe you're a man wanting to be a woman, or a woman wanting to be a man, it doesn't matter. All that stuff, it's soul, it's, it's who. You be yourself, and you love that, and you go out into the world, and you spread your little seed. You make that seed a positive one. You make that tree cast shadows over the haters because they don't deserve the sun. True that. Right? True that. And you just, you be that tree, and you freaking soak in all those rays, and you just get bigger, baby. You just get bigger. At night, when I'm holding my baby close to me, I hold it tight. Real tight. And then we go on a journey through time and stuff. Thanks for listening. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. This journey through space and time and stuff. And... Once upon a time, a prince asked a beautiful princess, Will you marry me? The princess said no. And the prince lived happily ever after. And he rode motorcycles and fucked skinny, big-titted broads and hunted and fished whenever the fuck he wanted and went to naked bars and dated women half his age and drank whiskey, beer, and Captain Morgan and snorted cocaine off strippers' asses and never heard bitching and never paid child support or alimony and ate pussies and ass-fucked cheerleaders and kept his house and guns and never got cheated on while he was at work and all his friends and family thought he was fucking cool as hell and he had tons of money in the bank and he left the toilet seat up. The end. Okay. So that isn't necessarily... That's nothing that I actually want. (laughs) Exactly. It is just the funniest... It just sounds like a bitter kind of older man (laughs) at the world. And And he probably has nothing and he just talks about like... All you the know, worst things in life. It sounds it. like a country music song, kind of. Oh, <laughs> it kind of oh sounds my like God. a country okay, so, music so song. Okay, so we should we should take those words <laughs> of that and song. make a country song and sing about fucking big titty <laughs> bitches and bras. Yeah, my wife cheated me while I was working really hard, and the washing machine broke down, so I licked the pussy. <laughs> I think it could, you know, it's going okay. with. Well, that's what the thing says. Yeah. He says that, like, literally eating pussies in the thing. Yeah. yeah. God, not to talk too much about that, but it's more (laughs) along the lines of, like, I hear that that thing, and it's almost like a mantra of the the pathetic 50s single man. Yeah. And, like, well... (laughs) And all Kinda. my friend and all my friends think I'm fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, they better. Yeah, they, no. I, at least if I tell myself that enough, <laughs> yeah, maybe right. it'll come my true. My friends think I'm awesome. But that's but really, like dude, that sounds like a a lonely time. Yeah. That whole entire thing about <laughs> all really the partying does. at the end of it, yeah. like me me listening to that, I'm sorry for that guy. Right. I think I got it better. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I don't do a third of that. I would say I do near a quarter of that, but I don't do a third of it. <laughs> I'm glad you only chose a quarter, because I was like, at first, I was like, I was like half of it. <laughs> yeah, half and then I was, of it. Okay. Then I was thinking of it. And right. I was like, well, half of it. No, let's, like, there's let's, one too many things in there that's just terrible. Let's come. So. Let's come honest right out of the gate. <laughs> half of it. Okay. So, so? so I'm not a five eighths type guy. I'm a four eighths. I'll go right there. I'm half. Okay. 
at least half of the things on there I try to keep consistent with. A third I'm rock solid on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Oh, man. Guys, that's the thing. If you see one ant crawling across the countertop, don't squish it. If you see five or ten of them, squish them all. But if you just see one, he could be homeless and looking for a friend. Right? He could be your next bro. Guys, don't squish the lone ant. That lone ant could be you someday. (laughs) I had to give that little PSA real quick. I saw it. It was on the soundboard we have in front of us. and It's just fun to click buttons sometimes. It's Um, true, though. That lone ant could be you someday. Oh, the one thing I want to do... That's our bazooka. It started. It's true. Um, it's right there. Yep. Dude, so we were talking about this before the podcast, and I want to get right back into kind of the, what we were saying. We, we were talking about the, the cars and the rally cars. Yeah. Um, so one of my friends at work, Derek, for all you people out there, um, he he entered in a rally this weekend or last weekend um, for... And it was a free 500-mile rally cross. Like, And all you had to do is have a car that runs and drives is licensed and registered, insured. Like a, a street-legal car because you have to drive to the start line on city highways. And part of the course involves highways. You know. Oh, man. Sorry, the burps, people. <laughs> um, and then... So so anyway, that's kind of their only requirement. The car can be any cost, anything, and like as long as it's street-legal... Um, they can use it. And so he, him and his buddies went out and bought a cheap ass Mercedes, old ass Mercedes. That's pretty legit though, to say yeah. like my rally car is a Mercedes. No, no. He <laughs> said, he said, okay, so the rally he went to this, this That's last sweet. weekend had 770 people. Um, he only saw one other Mercedes out of the whole group. So he was cool. one of two Mercedes in 770 people. Um, but he said the cool thing he saw, and this is what gave me my kind of idea and what I brought up to you. He said one of the one of the things that he saw there was a group of four guys. They all had modded, well, not super modded, I guess, but um, modded Toyota, uh, Toyota Corollas. Mm-hmm. old like like 90s toyota corollas cool. they all had the same car there was four dudes and they had all the fenders cut bigger tires on it so that good ground but we both had them i don't know a little impractical though a little well i i think that between the two of us in one car and i and we would run with Derek because next yeah. time ne- and okay. the thing is next time only him and his buddy are go. They're not taking four dudes. Actually, the other two because they went four deep. Uh-huh. They went four deep this time. Oh, I wasn't even talking just for really the, the microphone. The, the camping app. You guys will probably too. understand my mouth a lot better when I'm talking directly into the fucking microphone instead of the side of it. Anyways, <laughs> have another beer. Um, <laughs> um. Anyway, no, they went. Him and his buddies went four deep this time. Like four guys rode in the car, but they brought gear for all four. He said they were way too overloaded. He saw gotcha. there, th- but. These four guys all had Toyota Corollas. They just cut all the fenders off, cut everything off, all the but like basically just got it. Yeah, and then and then and then put skid plates on the front and rear, and steel tubing bumpers attached to the frame all around the front and rear, not on the sides. And so, and they're front wheel drive cars. And other Mm. than that, they were stock. They didn't even lift them. Right. And like when we get our car, we're gonna lift our fucking car. Yeah. But. They and, and so what 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 they did what ended up happening was 
he said he, he was following them for a little bit, but they were fast because one guy would be mobbing boom, and rally through this thing and, you know, some pit or over some moat, something just off-road Jeep trails. And if he would get stuck, the guy behind him would just ram him <laughs> with his because it's all like they, they're caged oh, yeah. their cars. So, and he would just ram the guy in front knock him out of the hole and he might get stuck he might make it through bump, bump, bump. But, and, and then bump, pull, bump, pull, and then, pull. And then <laughs> they have three cars in front if the last guy gets stuck they have three cars to pull the last guy out they get out every time and the four of them stick together and they were like they placed within the top 30 really all four of them placed together within the top 30 dude that's amazing because yeah so i'm like team so i want to find go figure and so like what i was talking about is i want to find a 300 car Mm-hmm. Me and you, we split it 50 50. Yeah. 150 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of it is cheap fucking metal and labor. Yeah. Building materials. That's it. But we use my shop. We use my shop on the weekends. We, we, you know, the other, the only, the only other thing that we're going to have to actually spend money on is tires. Definitely. But that's after we cut everything and mod everything. Well, and what about, yeah, suspension stuff? Well, that's, that's it. part but, of it. But, but, but I'm, I understand enough about like I've done so many fucking lift kits on so many things now mm. that I know I can take a strut car and just weld onto the body strut spacers and bracing and just lift the car and not have to change any stock components. Like we yeah, might have to yeah. buy new struts, but they will be stock struts. They will have exactly. stock. They like we're just gonna pick the car up. And so it won't get high centered. It'll be front wheel drive mm. only. And then get skid plates and oh yeah, we're gonna skid uh, plate the whole fucking you know, thing, make it slide uh, over everything. And like I'm thinking, like a little Dodge Neon or a Toyota Corolla or a, or a, um, I mean, man, we could find a Honda Civic that's it's gotta to be fuck. old. Yeah, it's gotta be. I want I want a '90s car, maybe an '80s car, but it has to be fuel injected because we're gonna get on some side hills. We're gonna get on some shit, and we don't want it carbureted. Because then it just won't run okay. right. So we so yeah. we want it at least fuel injected, mm. and like that's my my thing is we can find a three. I don't care what the body looks like. I don't care what the suspension look like. If it so, needs, not all, all fuel injected cars ha- have computers, right? No, they all do. Okay, so we will have to have some sort of you know brain. Yeah, yeah, and and to get it registered, it will have to pass emissions. But as long as it's a good running engine, if dude, even if like. It's yeah, been it's hitting injected. F- it'll be a l- like not right. really, really old. Exactly. Like so. What, that's fuel what I'm injection it, happened in what seventy? No, eighty. So, so the first real fuel injected cars on in America happened mm-hmm. um, in about eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Right in that range, they all started coming out with fuel injected models of Jeeps, of Chevy trucks. You can still get carbureted ones, like carbureted Chevy trucks, up through ninety one carbureted cars up through like 90 but but then they also had fuel injected models um they really sported the fuel injection thing big uh japan and the europe side was doing mechanical fuel injection and bosch and you know mercedes bmw stuff like that had them um a bit before but uh no man just a cheap car a cheap 90s car i don't care what the body looks like as i dude it doesn't even have to have all its windows like <laughs> it just has to have an engine that runs wow. strong. So now this is definitely not a. Uh, so no, okay, okay. So let me let me preface. There were fuel injected prototype cars gotcha. going going back 
as early as probably the 40s. I know that in the 50s, they made a fuel-injected Corvette so, in the 50s. This was what they... I, I just typed in, first fuel-injected car. It said in 1954, Mercedes-Benz. Okay, so there's W196 the Formula One racing car engine used a Bosch-directed injected yeah. injection derived from wartime aircraft engines. Following right. this racetrack success, the 1955 right, Mercedes. The, yeah. So, yeah, right around right then was the first yeah, fuel-injected so car. I know, I know that they but made a, I know, they made a fuel-injected Corvette. In the in the in the early Corvettes in the fifties, they were like a fifty five or fifty six Corvette. They made fuel injected um, in America, and that was one of the really the the, the very first produced fuel injected cars was the Corvette. Um, yeah, but and and also you're kind of saying like you know for everyone, I'm like saying when it was I, becoming popular, not main, just like mass produced. Yeah, that was a Formula One car. Those are completely right, right, different, obviously. Right. But but they they the they uh they did fuel injection and airplane engines came out in the the late thirties and early forties. And that was actually a innovation by a woman scientist, um, came up with the idea for fuel injection in airplane engines so that our planes wouldn't stall in dives against, uh, uh. because what would happen is we would be fighting the jet, the, the Germans and they would be, they'd be flying their, their planes and they would dive away from us and, they their engines our engines because we were carbureted would stall and dive yeah. over too many degrees i don't know exactly yeah. how many degrees but over too many degrees we would stall our out fuel wouldn't go to its yeah, proper it would, spot and but they would they would they had already designed an engine that would and so we had to design a fuel injected engine to keep up and they had i don't remember exactly how their carburetors worked they had something but they were i if my mem- there's probably some history buff listening maybe that's going to correct mm. me on this but mm. um and i want to awesome. say i want to say that the the german planes were still carbureted and we had to go fuel injected to keep up with them in dives mm. but once we did we were able to actually shoot them down because before what would happen is they would just dive, pull away from us, mm. go in a bank that was too hard for us to follow, right. loop back around and be behind us before we could get our fuel back. Yeah. And they, they slaughtered us until we had, we figured out fuel injected airplane engines. Mm. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, so I want to f- just find a car, fuel injected one, front wheel drive, just gut it, mm. gut it. And then make a nice exterior Man, frame, front rolling. and rear. I would love to have a fucking Toyota. Yeah, of sorts. I I I, have I say with let's, a nice engine. Let's that'll find never an old die. Toyota, or a fucking Subaru that's Ooh, light. Okay, or put a Subaru fucking engine in a. No, 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 no you're no. Let's thing. find let's find an old Subaru. Let's find a fucking Subaru, dude. Let's, let's find a three hundred dollar Subaru. With a good engine, dude, we can. Find the body's an old fucked Subaru as fuck. Organ, oh my lord! And then we just weld ever. We just, we just. Dude, I'll be proud to rep Subi. We man, cut the, I we fucking, cut the fenders. They we do fucking all kinds jacked of rally that races, up. Like, Thirty-five inch tire. I want, I want a mob. Thirty-threes. <sighs> okay, let's go thirty-threes. No, I want a mob. I want this thing to have so much fucking ground clearance. Under. Mm-hmm. And it, and if we get a Subaru, if it's. I don't want to get an all-wheel drive one. I was thinking about if it's Subaru, we could find an all-wheel drive one, but I don't. I want only front-wheel drive. That way, we can lock up our rear and power slide. We could have front grip tires going and fucking e-brake in our rear and get around things. Be able to 
slide out of situation. I I want the ability to. And, oh yeah, anything I, handling and, is number one and, 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 and traction. And, and the thing is, is we're gonna put such a big frame on the fucking front of our car because with skid plates, with bumpers, everything, safety we're gonna have is up front. The safety's up front, and we're gonna have fucking traction yeah. because it's front Wait. wheel drive. I even if even if we fucking accelerate and our weight shifts to the rear, we're still gonna have so much weight on the fucking front of that car that we're gonna have traction all the time. Like, we will spin out less than rear-wheel drive cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's I think good. we do. I think we'd have... Subi, man. Let's try to do if, it. If we can if find we one can cheap enough. One. Yeah, if we can find one cheap enough, let's fucking do it. Because I, I'm, I, But I'm I'm really serious about finding yeah. a fucking car. Okay, guys. Well, because, this is it. Because we're, our starting race, it. we're starting a new thing with so, you, So, yeah. We're listeners. Start, we're going we're gonna to let you in on our progress on finding a rally car. The next, the next race that Derek's going on is November 12th. Right before my birthday, November twelfth, and it's a two day race. They're going from Bend to the coast, and it's two hundred and fifty miles. Man, it's two hundred fifty mile, November. mostly off road race from from Bend okay. to the coast. And so, in the middle Man. of November, they they they're calling it the snow race. And so, that's another reason a Subaru might be good. We might want to. I don't know. I don't know if we want all wheel drive. Snow race, but Ooh. an all wheel drive will be more expensive for us to do right initially purchase oh gotcha and to modify front and rear drive train to to handle it if we only have to worry about front wheel drive and two cv axles and the rear we can just beef up the rear suspension as Uh, hard as we want and there's no drive train going to it exactly it it, it follows us everywhere we go and as long as we know the rear never breaks we can just follow we it'll we can go anywhere yeah because the rear now we need front wheel yeah and but but it's going to be the winter race and so they're hoping for parts of it going out of bend and through a little bit of the thing before going down to the coast. It's going to be snow parts and it's going to be off road snow racing, bro. It's the winter Man. race and that'll be the first race we do. So it's got to have heat, but we don't need AC, but it's got to have heat. Man, you fucking install winches and all kinds of Oh, yeah, of I, I do shit. everything. Yeah, like, oh, no. Can you use that? Is that part of it? Oh, you can oh, do... Oh, well, can you, you winch to actual structures sure, like trees sure, and shit? Sure, sure. I don't get, want them if, to, like... If you get stuck and you have a winch, like, he, they put a winch plate and, and mm, a, mm. a frame adapter in their Mercedes, and they ran a winch, and they had to use it a couple times to pull themselves out. Oh, yeah, we're, we're buying a winch. We're putting Man, a winch on. This I is going to be fucking I fun, get dude. discount prices on worn winches. Dude, like, I've been fucking... No, we're gonna. Yeah, no, and we're gonna you know, build a legit for how much long travel we suspension. Have done, yeah. We haven't broken a whole lot of shit, man. Nope. I, like we've kind of done a good yeah. job. Because because we've been together, we jumped my blue truck together. We jumped <laughs> oh, your yeah. fucking black tr- back. Your fucking Cirrus. Uh, Cirrus fucking a. That thing clouded. Yeah, yeah, like the Cirrus clouds. We fucking <laughs> we no. We jumped that thing really hard. That's actually the most air I've ever gotten in a car. Is in your car. That's yeah, serious. The so next too. one was in my blue Chevy. Mm. Oh yeah. Remember when we got it stuck climbing up my the, the, the fucking big old tree? The big or, old tree. Well, the, uh, like the like hill the, the, the the hill coming into my driveway. Instead of just turning <laughs> yeah. up the driveway, we decided to go through oh, the fucking roots and, try to get and we the just hill. got it high centered and had to pull it out. But fuck yeah. <laughs> but it went. Well, yeah, it was a beef of a fucking truck. I just never <sighs> kept up on payments and fucked myself. If only you could just keep. Well, I don't know. That would make a junkyard. But then again, when I was a young boy, I was going to say, uh, if only you'd keep all your old cars instead of getting rid of them. Dude. <laughs> just to have them. Okay. That's, that's Okay. If you could have any car from your past, mm. what would be the one car you could bring back and have again? Man, it's a tie. Right. If you, if from, for it's any, a tie. For anything you've ever like 
owned or driven or your parents owned, like go okay. back. Uh-huh. What would be the one that you would want back? So this is kind of crappy. I don't know. I can't even pick between three cars because they're very distinctly different for me. Gotcha. So the very first car I ever owned, it was given to me. Um, I kind of like, it was almost like willed to me. Yeah. It was a 91 uh, Ford Tempo. It was red. And it was With like. shocks too big in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and me and my dad, like when I was young, in yep. my fucking great formulative years, like my dad being the awesome dad he is, like he wanted to do this project with me and like put new Get suspension and shocks yeah, or whatever. Of course. Like that's beautiful. Good. So no, like, yeah, we actually rented a spring compressor and like we fucking, you know, we did it all and put the car in new suspension, but whew, we bought the stuff from shucks or one of the local marts and, or one of the local uh, car shops. And they gave us, too long of shocks. Too big of shocks. And so, so the spring stretched out the whole distance. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a 91 Red Ford Tempo that had almost like a, like a three inch lift. Like it was not, in the rear. Yeah. It was only. sick. It was really it, actually, actually kind of cool. It was. And um, it had four wheel drive and yep. it was, and I went and we checked it out with mechanics after we did it, like just friends that we had. And we were like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? And they checked it out and they were like, wow, you know, and, and I just, I, I don't know. I lucked out cause that would have been a pain in the butt renting that spring thing again and doing it all. But, but oh, yeah, but I remember you rocking so that car for a long that time. That car man. is extremely sentimental to me because it was my grandma's car and my grandma put really good, like she took good care of it. She barely, she was older when she, you know, yeah. so like, and that car was like kind of willed to me and then. It was cool, like having that with my dad, like fixing it all up. So that was, but it was a '91 Ford Tempo, you know. So I was like, you know, but it was reliable. So can't can't knock that. And then right. the Chrysler Cirrus, that was kind of in my more destructive. That was kind the of, car that made like our was, our early twenties, like what they were with that car. <laughs> right, and it's funny because yeah, the car itself, obviously. I remember trying to revive it. It was a '95. It was a '95 Chrysler Cirrus. Yep. Um, 3.5 liter V6. Yeah, and it it did okay. It did okay. It it actually did remarkable. Like I'd like to think a lot of it was like my soul with its whole like together. Do you believe that like certain mechanical things can like fuse with a human and like you can just know something? So I don't believe that the mechanics (laughs) actually know it, but what I do think is that when you get a car and you drive it a certain way, it cars like to Cars, cars really like to be driven the same the whole time. Yeah. So either you baby that fucking car and you never accelerate, you never, you never do anything full throttle, mm. like over half throttle ever, yeah. and that car will run forever in only half throttle and under. Mm. If you then put 150,000 miles on it and then you sell it to a kid and it's his first car and he tries to drive it like it's a new car, yeah. it'll fucking break. Yeah. Now- if you get a, another car and you drive the piss out of it and it just handles it, you break that fucker in like you're ready to fucking pound feet and stomp fucking hooves and get out to pasture and just uh, rally the rocket, fuck rocket, out rocket. of that car. It will hold up the whole time if you break it in that way. And then if somebody in turn gets it and babies it, 
then it's going to start rattling and all the stuff that was holding tight, <laughs> all the stuff that was holding tight because you kept it fucking under load the whole time yeah. is going to rattle apart. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I think with the Cirrus, mm-hmm. the kid, whoever owned it before you. Yeah. Because my dad kind of. But okay, but then it wasn't brand new when your dad bought yeah, it, Yeah, right? true. Yeah. It probably, he, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, it had a little it, we bit. We ran of mo- it to like 160. No, 100. And it died at 173,000 miles. Yeah. When I had it, and I well, know I rem- someone I remember. Got it no, yeah, it. I know who got it. So that's that's where I was trying to go. Let's like, take a so, shot. Okay, that. Let's this, take the shot to the to cars. The to the cars. O to the cars. Really? Yeah. And and man, you didn't still tell the third car that you would that you can't tie it with. So it was the right. it was the tempo. It was a Cirrus and well. The Mazda 626 that was given oh, to me. Oh, the one that you got wrecked in. Yeah. To have, dude, that Mazda, mm. that would be the rally car, bro. Yeah, it would. It really would. Oh, Mazda 626, older. Okay. We, yeah. So that one. That's what, I have a funny story to tell about it, though. Tell I will. Yours. I will. So the Mazda 626 was the first car that I ever owned that was a stick. It was given to me because my car that I had at the current time was giving me problems. Fucking out. And hard. it was given to me by uh, Mike Perez and freaking Shane Bryant, some of my closest and fucking most lovey friends of all times. I went to yeah, Shane's gentlemen. wedding and I got to see Mike just last year, which was amazing because I hadn't seen Mike for freaking ever. Good pros, man. Yep. But uh, yeah, the it was great. The Mazda, it it started with a penny. It, the, I remember. the ignition was completely broken out. Me and you spent a lot of time on that Mazda, dude. Yeah. We replaced they your valve great. cover gaskets. We replaced yeah. uh, exhaust gaskets. Gaskets. We rewired your mm. alternator. We rewired uh, something so that you could use a key, didn't we? Didn't I rewire it so at the end you could use a key instead of the penny? It was... No, I never used a key for it. It was... I think we did something with the the heat. Oh, we did the heater. That's what it was inside. It was your heater control. The fan. It was just the fan at the bottom wasn't blowing the fucking air. Right. And we were like, why does this go? Because it was actually ran off a flicking switch yep it was, on a, that's, ta- that's, it was on a toggle switch that's what i rewired okay because <laughs> yeah, re- i was like what the fuck uh, did i have cars. to because i was like did i re- did i wire his ignition to a toggle switch because he's he was using the key like what did i have to rewire it was a fan you was- might have done that too see i want to i swear I, I too i i had you on fucking switches at that point dude. yeah Aaron's a crafty man. Thank you. Thank you always for doing those kind of things for me. <laughs> it's, it's it's my blessing and my curse. <laughs> nah, but anyways, this is going to come in super handy for the rally car. <laughs> oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Cool. Um, so, But anyway, the Mazda, cool. Those three cars, man. Yeah. I would say the, the that seat, I would have the Tempo or the Mazda 626 for the rally yeah. car. I would use either one. I wouldn't use the Chrysler for the rally car. It's no. Just, it's too, too wide. It's too wide, too heavy. Heavy. Um and Computer naturally sucks. naturally sits too low. The tempo that fucker will get up tall. Yes, it would. And even with some aftermarket suspension modifications, that fucker will get up tall. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the Mazda six two six. We could make that old body get up tall. But uh, yeah, man. I, I still remember that the Mazda day. was so light, dude. Man. I still remember the day you got fucking t boned in it. Well, we were gonna play music. We were getting ready to go to a gig, and you were driving over to the band pad to start loading stuff up, and you got t boned on the way to come over. Right, and we still played the show. We still we played still the show, and you, were, you got in a car wreck. You got hit hard. Right, dude, it 
it crunched. Car got totaled. It totaled the car. It kicked you into the passenger seat. Yeah, man. The seatbelt was still wrapped all around me. But you but, were in the passenger but seat. But the seat itself was completely like the cushion wrapped around my hip. Yeah. And then the whole fucking seat went over into the next seat. Like the the seat that I was sitting in was literally like against my hip and above my hip. The windows, where the shifter would be, where your fucking shifter and e brake would be. So we were going around a ninety degree corner in Alaska in the winter time, and it was like a sixteen, maybe seventeen year old kid just got his license, and he was in a nicer car than I was. Yeah. Um. Well, you still drove the car away. Oh, I yeah, I still drove the Mazda down the road and back home or whatever. But (laughs) with the the whole side caved in and everything, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, just get off the road and stuff, but. Good times, dude. Fucking, and then you played a show afterwards, and you bid backflips, and you rocked the fuck out. That was amazing, dude. Man, that's what I live for. <laughs> really, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the shit amongst I other things, of course. If I could have one car back from all my cars, I counted them up while ago. I've had eleven cars. Uh-huh. If I could have one car back, it'd be the car I had in Arizona. It was the Mazda RX Seven. Yeah, the rotary engine. If, if if I could have any car back of any car, I'd have the second gen Mazda RX Seven back. Yeah, I bought it for eight hundred bucks, sold it for eight hundred bucks with a blown clutch, and put a bit of time into it. Did a lot of uh, emissions delete stuff, mm. um, new suspension, uh, frame supports, front uh, front truss bar, rear truss bar, tires like damn brakes. I put mm-hmm. it was a drifter, dude. I yeah. I I made it in a hot a hot rod little fucking car, man. Yeah, and uh, still non turboed, but I had good apex seals, and I could right. I could I could you take still rust them. Great. I could well, I could take that engine to like ten thousand RPMs. Damn! Wow! Just <laughs> dump the clutch. Just going, but that's why I burnt up the clutch because I yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. beat the fuck out of that car. Oh yeah, because it just hitting like that the yep. heat and fit. but and all this. It was a good, I mean, it was a brand new clutch when I got the car, and I had it for like a year, and it was a bad clutch when I left it, yeah. but I I chose to move back to Alaska, and I sold it just to have the money to make the gas pay, you know, to drive up. Oh, yeah, get back. But 800 bucks, yep, bought it for 800, sold it for 800, made, you know, made my money back on it, but if I had anything, I'd, I'd buy that. I'd, I'd have that car again, just to rally. Oh yeah, just to just soup up a little bit and and have fun with the rotary engine again because those things were so fun. That car, <laughs> that car, man. I I took it one time. Um, yeah, no, I I took it on a few road trips. I took it to Flagstaff once, hauled ass on some windy mountain roads. It was a good fucking time. Fucking cars, cool. man. Hell That's, yeah, man. What a time that everyone, is. Everyone, I think everyone has a fill, like a really deep devotion. Everyone like names their cars. Everyone like. Not everybody. No, because here's the thing is some people, some people just buy it as a throwaway object. They buy it. It runs until it starts making noise or a check engine light comes on and then they trade that fucker in. They never make a devotion. What do you. Oh, oh, huh. oh <laughs> that was, that was really funny. Just watching that happen. No, they, they, uh. <laughs> Some people never make that devotion to a car, man. Some people never take it to f- want to see it make 200,000. Yeah. They they 
you know, they're more or less leasing the car without actually leasing the car. Yeah. They'll just kind of make payments on it forever until they're like, oh, well, I bought well, enough the, of the, the car. They'll, they'll make payments on it until, until it just starts wearing down and their fucking warranties almost up and they'll train it and get the next one. Yeah, true. And they never, I know people like that. they never have to take it through. They never actually have to like go through fixing the car. I feel like go those through are putting the, people, the next. Those are the people that are always driving in the freaking left hand lane too slow too slow <laughs> yeah. those are the people those that are just leasing their cars are just kind of getting by and, 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 and that's the <laughs> one thing offend, no no, like, no i'm leasing my car so <laughs> but still. no you're 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 not leasing your car yeah, be, true but i do plan on owning it after I well own the, it, no you know. what i mean is 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 you got a loan to buy your car yeah. you're um well got, lo- the lien holder. So you have mm-hmm. a lien holder, a bank basically. Yeah. And, but, yeah. but you have a loan on your car, but that's not leasing. Leasing yeah, is, leasing is you say, I'm going to, I'm going to own this car for six months. It's I'm like going to pay. <laughs> I, it is in a way. It's yeah. a long-term rental. You lease it for a six months. You lease it for a year. You pay, you pay ridiculously mo- monthly payments to lease mm-hmm. this car for a year. But that's how, that's how guys with, Hundred thousand dollar jobs who actually can't afford a Ferrari drive Ferraris mm. is because they lease it for six months at a rate that they can afford because they just got their raise and then they give it back right before their bills catch up to them. Right, like that's how they do it, and then they downgrade to a Mercedes or a BMW or something. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, I just kind of got tired of driving around the Ferrari. Yeah, you know, it was too, <laughs> it, it was too much. It really did eat up a lot of gas. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, no, actually, Ferraris are kind of fuel efficient. No, they do good. They do all right. That's awesome for a race car. <laughs> I just you know no, making all... an excuse. That's what people yeah yeah, yeah oftentimes yeah. change well, that's, cars. That's for. what a dickhead would say. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what a dickhead that's what would I was say. Going for <laughs> beautiful, beautiful work. It's almost uh, like you've done that before. Yes, <laughs> truly, truly. I've played oh, the role. <laughs> well. That was a fucking dude. That was a half hour conversation just yeah, on cars. Cars are and really love. cool, and that wasn't even really like that. Wasn't what we even wanted to talk about today. Not really. Yeah, we kind of wanted to tackle um, like the latest Trump bullshit. And, yeah, and, and not it, that it's bullshit. And it's just he and necessarily was, pinning it directly on Trump. He was just distasteful on social media talking about transgendered people and the military and trying to trying to make kind of a hip. Hippocratic um, division of who is allowed to serve our country and not. Yeah, and like to to base it all. He kind of said they didn't have a place in the military. Yeah, and he said, and that's no. like counting. I mean, he said he the, talked to the. He said that he tweeted this too, which is kind of crazy. If but, dude, um, if it's he gonna said be, he talked to generals and you know like other people in it who are seventy years old. Yeah. All generals and administration of the army, kind of right, and they're all old as fuck. True, and well, it's it's just this is the next thing that's you know, isn't it though? Like this is just no, you're right, and I hate to just say like this is, I don't know, it's important to me, and I feel like it should be important to everyone. But well, and and I want to say something because we've made jokes, and you guys might have heard our our ad, our Trump University ad thing that we uh-huh. did as a spoof, and and I. I want everybody to know this right now, and this is the only time I'm going to say it, and if everybody has a problem with now, I'll revert them back to episode fucking 51, the car bazooka. (laughs) And I understand 100% Trump is my president. Yes. I I respect him as president 
the same that I respected Bush as president because he was the first real president that I understood was yeah. president and, yeah. and got to come into that. Mm-hmm. Clinton, I remember the whole Clinton thing. I remember the Clinton scandal. I, yeah. I remember being in mock voting in like third grade or second grade, third, maybe, maybe it was fourth grade, but I remember being mock voting and, and doing the uh, Bill Clinton, Bob Dole vote. I remember that. Yeah. That was yeah. probably my earliest government knowledge thing was the Bill Clinton, Bob Dole vote. Um, for his for Bill Clinton's second term, and then you know all the Bush, and then Obama, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been paying attention close still, and I recognize like I fucking Donald Trump is my president, most definitely. But I think he no is, getting around. But that. I do not think that he is morally fit for office. I think that he doesn't hold. He does not hold truth and honesty in high enough regard to make it something that he portrays as the most important tacit. That's while where I, I get scared, too. While I of. didn't agree with everything Obama did, and I found some dishonesty in Obama, and he promised some things about taxes, and a huge thing is when he was running for office the second time, he talked about whistleblowers, specifically let making sure that people who were highlighting flaws in our government would got be heard. would got heard and would be not condemned as traitors. And then guess what happened? Edward Snowden came out. He fucking highlighted CIA fucking flaws. He, he highlighted the whole uh, the hearing our tech app. Well, like that I don't thing. know. You got to figure then, they're kind of their arms are twisted a little bit too. No, they of course they are. But through all of obama's sometimes seeming dishonesty um he held a a state of composure and he held a state of um i don't know education that i looked i looked up at the way he spoke the way he was composed he cared about equally reaching the most people in his speech that he could. Mm. Trump speaks to literally a third of the tr- the country. Yeah, he doesn't speak to everybody. No. He could give a fuck about the people who think differently than him. He could give a fuck about it. Right, and that's not what the president is. The president is isn't only a, a the leader of a third or a fourth or, or a, yeah. a, 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 ten, a half of the country. Yeah, he's a leader of the whole country. Yeah. he so barely he, got half. He needs less. well, <laughs> right? He got less than half, uh-huh. but he needs to. He needs to have the want of, um, he he needs to be less self-absorbed. Mm. He needs to have the want of everybody he right. is the leader of. Right. In he needs his to best not just interest. Be, he needs to not just be like a, nest, a yes man when it's right. like convenient for him. Right. You know, he and, needs to and actually be a leader and, and, and did stand you, for something well, so he and said, not the wrong thing. Like, be open for everybody. He said the transgender thing on Twitter first. Mm, and mm. that, I've seen a lot of comments. I've seen a lot of negativity come toward, come outward from people who have served. Yes. Saying... I have seen some things that are positive. I, no, no, no. I've now, seen the reverse. Side I have seen. I have a se- little. I have actually seen more comments mm-hmm. that go unliked from people who have served who say, 
it doesn't matter what their gender is. If they are confident and they are equal minded, I would never want them to not serve next to of me. Of course. But it's the home of it's it's the the phobic people, the closed minded and I don't want to generalize conservative, but the, the yeah, far it's, it's also kind of like a way of stereotyping them too, because like obviously no, I, they I, have I don't want thoughts, but right. it's, it's but it's but it's uneducated. the 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 biggest majority is they are uneducated on what these terms mean, mm-hmm. so they hear the words transgender, and I honestly I don't want to put something into their mouths. These people who are phobic of it or i don't want i hate the word phobic because it's not like they have a natural fear they have mm. a taught mm. fear so who well, are that, ignorant and of also the situation. like homo, when you say like phobic or homophobic or terms like that it also has like such a bad connotation that yeah. people actually think that like they'll outwardly hate people That's that it. are gay and, no. and then again like there's certain there's levels there's f- levels like well and the, the, to, to use, everything well there's levels to everything and to use the word phobic is is a misnomer because mm-hmm. it is taking a qualification of actual mental disorder agoraphobia to be afraid of the outdoors there are people who are are un- to somebody who don't has go to the woods <laughs> no they don't want to walk out of their house yeah there are people who are arachnophobic there are people who are afraid of heights people who like everything a, a, everything everything has a phobia but they're legit phobias like they are hardwired into our brain to be afraid of something that is perilous to us. Af- being afraid of spiders, you know why? Because they're poisonous fucking spiders. True. Being afraid of heights, guess what? That makes fucking sense because you People can fall have died. to death. People be- have climbed the highest. Being tree. afraid of water. Being yeah, afraid of. Being afraid. Of- guess what doesn't kill people? Gay people. You can't be phobic of somebody's fucking orientation of life. True. Like the way that they come out and the sexuality that they portray right. is not a harmful not thing to that mention, you can be like, phobic they of. They made that decision that's so personal and true to them out of love. Like that's it's it. not like they were just like well, I'm gonna be gay and hate the world. And and, and, and you it's know not what I mean? that you, and that's, I want I want to I do want to correct something, and it's not that you said something wrong at all. You actually said it right. It's just they didn't make a decision. Of they course. came to an understanding. Yeah. And those are so close to being synonymous that mm. it's it's well for them. For them, they just came they understood. They they yeah, came yeah. to an understanding. No, right. And to that's a us much greater way to say it. To too. us, to us it looks like they came to a decision. They decided mm. that they were gay, not straight. But to no, me, you're right. But I didn't I didn't make it, you know, I didn't decide I to be it, straight. Yeah, when I look at it with myself. I came to an understanding you know, that vaginas and tits are way more appealing are cool than dicks. For me. <laughs> They're way more appealing no, to right. me than dicks. You're right, you're right. And honestly even that, even that right there, naturally being taught. Well, I mean not like I wasn't ever closed off to it, but because that's again, the thing like, is, is I was shown I porn know. from an early age. Yeah. My dad from I, I was seven, dude, seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I don't hold this against him because because it wasn't like, here's how here's how you fuck ladies, yeah. d- son. It mm-hmm. was no, it was he, this is what he sex told is. you. A, well, he I said, was kind of impressed when he I said heard how. he said, this is what sex is. Mm-hmm. This is the portrayal of what the relationship men and women can have but it is not only this way and this is not how all women are that's what he told me 
And that's so, amazing. And so he let me really? understand he let me understand that sex was this natural thing. Sex was the thing that they did that they made movies out of, just like acting. It, uh, th- what 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 I was watching on TV was maybe acting. seven's a little young <laughs> for I, me. From but, seven, but, but then from, again, from early, like, but I understood I that that I understood the age you were at and yeah. the time it was at. Well, and, and I like, understood from seven pretty... years old that porn is acting. Yeah, porn is not indicative of real life. I yeah. understood that. Like, dude, that's actually really healthy. It's probably as soon as I started showing any signs of getting hard ons or my balls dropping or anything like that. Like, like as a young man, you grow up and, you you know, know, by 10, you're already fat, infatuated with tits. Of course, of course. But that's see. And I hate saying that because that's assuming only a Uh, uh. generalized male nomenclature and and assuming as a straight male. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with just portraying your own story. But what? No, there's nothing wrong. And that's what I'm I'm doing. I'm portraying my story. But what I and honestly, I've thought about this long and hard and probably seven or eight years hard. I love long and hard. (laughs) Cheers. Well, cheers. Just because I caught him. Yeah, you did. Um, Okay. So let me say this. I thought about this extensively. Hashtag long and hard. Hashtag long and hard. Hashtag extensively. I don't know if it'll be quite the seven. Yeah. But. I I can only judge that on the maturity of a of my child, male or female, if I have one. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't matter, male or female. I will I will judge just purely on the maturity of that child if I have one. But good on you, my man. But early, no, I, I I'm not gonna wait till fifteen. Yeah. By 12. Yeah. By 12, they're going to understand sex. Well, they're going to go to a. Like, they're going to understand public sex, school, dude. By middle are. by middle school. There's going to be, me- I was making the way out, the internet is. That's like, what I'm saying. Internet that's is what a I'm dark, fucking dark saying. So like, I want them right to, there, I want them to know, a button, like, I want them to know from an early age, by the time they can navigate fucking the internet on a yeah. tablet, they're going to understand that's what sex is. Mm. They're going to understand how important that is. They're going to understand that men can like women, men can like men, mm-hmm. women can like men, women can like women. Women can be born to to feel like a man and still like women. Right. That's why I love men, our inspirational speech that, so yeah, much. Yeah. That's what I love about it too. Men because it really like because you can have a guy that's born. He's born with male anatomy. It just sums it up. Check this out. <laughs> he's born with male anatomy inside his brain. His brain is wired like a female. He might have male genetics. Male anatomy, but he's born like a female and he's attracted to males. That is a normal sexuality. That is a female being attracted to a male. He just happens to be born with a penis. Yeah. And really that is and that's just it. one and, and slip so, of the and so DNA looking at that, genetic code. What I what I what I what I try to really stay strong is that's not a gay guy. That's a straight female who was born male. Yeah. And there's like mm-hmm. to overcome that we've gone from nobody talking about it to you're you're gay, yeah. To no, no, this is actually there. Possible. There's difference between a guy at knowing really, he's a guy, real. <laughs> knowing he's a know. guy but liking another guy, and a guy or a girl fem- feeling like mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. they're the other sex and being attracted to quote unquote the same birth. I feel like I feel like if anyone can 
it's an education issue. Yeah, it really is. And if anyone can get out of that slump or hump, like yeah. we grew up in freaking Alaska, dude. I was, I like, was. In, we grew up in freaking Alaska, and we. My dad this. was pretty inclusive, but the thing is, is, is because of my childhood and because of the, the, the reason, like some, a lot of my childhood for a lot of time, my dad wasn't around, and that was just the way that we grew up because you know. I I am not in control of the problem the way that my mom and dad interacted with each other and yeah. that was and that was something I had to go through but my dad was still there for me and my mom yeah. was still there for me right. it's just it was separate of each other and that was the majority of what childhoods are today a single parent raised today yeah, it does seem like that it, unfortunately it, that I don't know if it's unfortunately man because well, my d- you're right. You're do, entirely right. Do because it's only been told and indoctrinated that you have to have mm, both mm, parents. Well, my mom did. The, my yeah, mom arguably un- did a better job by herself than my arguing parents did while they were together. Yeah, I do agree with that entirely. My, so why the single and and not really with and your, for me and not, my not brother with just your no, instance no, i want to make that clear no too, yeah not just my life either this is <laughs> this is this is to everybody mm, this mm. is to anybody who might have been looked down upon or talked about in being a single family home versus a multi-parent right. or like a single parent versus or like it must be really really tough for this child without a dad or without a mom or but maybe like, it was tough before and now it's like just kind of getting easier and well, it's like and either way you should be there for the child i think the, sometimes people get alienated because there's difficulties well, and here's and the reality sad. too here what well, they do they get you know, alienated because of it's difficult to talk to someone who's social going, social they're going constructs through, they're going through stuff it's social constructs i don't know because my and, those and, barriers and, need to be cracked he, down here's they do they this all needs to be talked about because i am not ready to have a kid me either that's why i don't I, have one but my dad had one Yes. At my age, a little after me. And me and, too. And, and he, both my parents now. And he was not ready either. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? Like, talking to my dad, he's been very open in my later, my manhood. Of course. About what happened when we were kids. And him and my mom realized that the party life was the life they grew to like each other with. Yeah. And once I came along, I was the first one, wasn't really planned fucking for. uh uh, uh. That my dad loved me to fucking death. Yeah, but of course. He wasn't. He would even. And the thing is, is he was old. He was older. He was thirty five, mm-hmm. thirty, maybe thirty six. Dude, I'm thirty one, yeah, almost thirty one, yeah. and I am nowhere near ready to have a fucking kid. My dad saying yeah. that he was thirty six and not and not yeah. ready to have. I believe it. Yeah. For a long time, I resented it. Yeah. But now I believe it. I, I understand. Like you wished he was a little younger while, you know, or I, I was just misled mm-hmm. and not on purpose. I was just yeah. misled by, I was just misled to understand motivations, bes- bet- bet- why my parents were separated when I was a kid. Yeah. But now, you know, as now an older I, man, well, now is it now as, as a man, you know, their personality, I know and... my mom and my dad, who they actually are as adults, not uh, who they are pretending uh, to be to kids. Yeah. I yeah. adults and, pretending to be, or kids pretending to be adults. Right. And I feel like that's well, what happens. My sometimes. mom wasn't really ready either, but she mm. took it on. And she took it on, raised Full me force. and my brother. Yeah. And my and she, my mom, to her blessing, understood that my dad wasn't ready to be a like be uh-huh, the uh-huh. dad that my mom was ready to have be a dad being her as the mom. Yeah. And yeah. and so 
he was still in my life and they separated and unfortunately, you know, things got hard, but, but they separated and she never filed for divorce because she knew that he wouldn't be able to afford alimony and afford Uh child support. Yeah. And so she never asked him to actually be divorced. She just said, we can't live together. Uh And I still had my dad in summertime and I still had him some, you know, some weekends every other month or so and birthdays and Christmas maybe and things like that. But my mom taught me the majority of social lessons and my dad taught me the part that my mom wouldn't talk about. Yeah. And I honestly look at that and I find myself to the better of that today. Uh, Wow. That's really actually amazing. (laughs) Because it, I truly, you know, I, I didn't have a dad to teach me to shave. Yeah. I didn't have a dad to teach me to tie a tie. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a dad to talk to me about my first girlfriend or how to kiss a girl for the first time or, or weird feelings or sex or condoms or, because mm-hmm. my mom would not talk about that shit. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't sex talk. There was okay. that. No. Okay. Oh, she was so reserved that that was, yeah. that was not talk. Uh-huh. It was all me figuring out and fucking talk with the boys and how to like friends. Yeah. That was that was it. Yeah. But until <laughs> what I did is I had a dad who in the early days set gave me a mindset to view the world by. Uh-huh. And as a junior and senior in high school, when he when we really started communicating again and he got out of jail and other things like that, mm-hmm. um, senior in high school, whatever it was, um he I he helped me to understand where I fit in at that point. Yeah. And that I wasn't the way I felt and the way I viewed the world. And, and honestly, like, I don't know. I, I wasn't wrong for feeling the ways I feel and having the thoughts I thought. Yeah. Because, because I spent a lot of age. Well, I spent a lot of high school thinking things about girls and, and thinking about sex all the time. Mm -hmm. And, I had some friends who didn't talk about it either, so I spent a lot of time wondering if I my might have f- been one of those friends. If my friends who, well, you might have thought I was on a little purity trip. Well, I I just respected that at the time you were. I don't know. I honestly looked at it as holier, and yeah. and because at the same time, like when I was at that terrible time, word, but you're it is like, but, but that's what it that's was what I viewed because as. because I was still under the guise of my mom and and feeling that holiness was a virtue to attain for that it was something that existed beyond stuff not just a made-up thing to try Mm. and fit into a category like i I still thought that was something to strive for in my in high school yeah as as the 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 colloquial the colloquialism of Mm. holiness Mm -hmm. um and I was like, I think about sex all the time. Yeah. And I masturbate all the time. Right. And I'm a 15 and 16 year old man and I do not know how to control my sex drive. And yeah. nobody, nobody no has did, told I me. I think. Nobody, nobody told. You know that now. <laughs> well, yeah. Nobody knew how, but also <laughs> nobody told us that that was fucking normal to feel. Right. High school does a terrible job. Sex ed tells you that you're going to feel these things. No, they scare you off with fucking pictures of STDs. And I'm not just saying that. No, they do. At the time, I was like super fucking like, I'm not saying that because I was naive or like just wanted to gossip about the fucking health class. Like I felt like happened. That happened at our high school a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, 
It was they first. Did. It was first period, and the yep. people that had health were like, "For freshmen, we're gonna do sex ed today." And then it was like yep. everyone knew it was gonna happen the rest of the day in health class. And you, like, I'm not saying that because I bought into that. I'm saying that that's really what the fucking what it was. It wasn't education. That's, it was fear mongering. It was. It was. It was old school people with yeah. classic mentalities fear mongering kids because honestly, and that's what we grew up with in Alaska. And that's what we grew up with in Alaska. And honestly, the reason that is, and I look at this now, and I don't hold any grudges for that because the teachers mm. who were teaching that, yeah, were New, not educated yeah. themselves. The teachers that were teaching us that, I guarantee, repressed the sexual feelings that they had. Yeah. They were in such a conservative mentality that there wasn't anyone in our high school that was actually like comfortable enough and could handle themselves and mature enough themselves to speak about to sex. speak in front of 20 kids yeah, that could actually no, like handle it right and that's really and i get it's well, tough and i and you know what me as and 14, they hear the rumors and me as the 14, teachers know what's happening do. on kids are boning like crazy i was having sex at 15 right. dude 16 well, and this is like this is you got to imagine at their age of our teachers, the internet's just getting like really prevalent and shit. Yeah. They're seeing this shit. Of course. They and are. they're dirty minded because this is humans and just I how just, they are. The thing was, is and as kids, I don't know. I saw they through were, the fact they were uncomfortable. Uh, I saw the oh, fact that they were, and me like, too. like you're not even confident. Um, you're I, an adult. I had Mr. Zorbis. Okay. And, and he was also my football coach for the first yeah, two years. Yeah. So Zorbis was your sex ed teacher. Yeah. As oh, a wow. as a fucking man, as a football coach on the field, going in as a you looked grader, up to him too. Yes. And I was I, like Zorbis was, and I was like yeah. eighth and ninth grade, and I'm stoked. I'm like yes, dude, fucking awesome. I have fucking my football Zorbis. coach, yep. and he was the varsity coach. He was a hardcore motherfucker. Yeah, too. and he was a fucking hard nosed yeah. dude, and I appreciated him so much. Yep, he was my history teacher. And then, like, as soon as he got into the classroom, I do value it because there were certain subjects that were touchy, and he had that, like, he had a certain finesse about him, but I do wish that he would have kept the curriculum a little bit more um, experience-based. Yeah, a little bit more because it just seemed like he was like spitting facts and getting through it. And like, I feel like I wanted I feel like he might have been a good and I almost look for connection when I went through it. And I did. I I honestly can't remember who my teacher was in high school, who I went through sex ed with. Um, I can't remember, but I remember it in fifth grade was Mm. the very first time I did. Yeah, I remember fifth grade was the very first time I had sex ed. And I, I had never had a good experience in somebody relating to the situations i wish i honestly wish someone would have told me about a sex time like them fucking somebody yeah i really do really i I really do wish i would have had my teacher like all right guys guess what i have sex and this is how like it's fine and you can talk about this openly and it's this thing that might be a little weird if they did that in the classroom right now I feel like there'd be so many lawsuits. But, <laughs> like, it'd be but just that's crazy. the thing is, is, but is I feel be, like in our there would age only, growing up, it there would have been okay. only been lawsuits Maybe. because nobody's been educated to t- think it's okay, Jason. No, and and no, not this I'm, against you, <laughs> yeah, not against exactly. you, but this is more like against the people out there who would sue a motherfucker for talking about his sex life. Really? Like, really? Like, are you like, well, you guys understand that people, religious like, people. And I and I'm not yeah. actually trying to pigeonhole people no, and say like this is what it's not do. all of them, but majority okay. But, I, I accept that. Man, I don't think that's fair. 
I don't want to really necessarily like just say the, that people okay, of religion it's a, like it's are be, more prone to sue because no, they're, they're not they're prone to sue. They're, they're definitely religious people. And there are more prone to mm. think that sex is taboo. Yes, and that's and, what I mean. And, and, and actually, religious people will not sue people. Well, just off of that basis, they won't. They won't. Certain they, types okay, of Christians. Okay, so so I'm, they the only reason I could like they will m- the majority of religious people and Christians in general because that's my experience and that's what i can speak to will think that the majority of them will find sex taboo yes and speaking about it and knowing what happens and and like that's taboo and uh, to a point i understand because i was taught that originally as well but what will happen is they will they will find offense to it Mm. much easier because it's infringing on them and what they want to think about and so if somebody's talking about sex openly and they are taught that this is a taboo thing, it they can actually take that as just something they're uncomfortable with and turn it into an infringement on their rights mm. to hear it. And that's when the legal course sometimes takes right. effect right. more is because they relate to it emotionally, yeah. like an attack on their character. And that's what I need to differentiate, actually, because when I said Sue, like it seemed like I was almost saying like it for like a, a like a a gain, like a money gain or no, something yeah. like that. And I and really more or less like when I was raised and I was raised in a Christian household, obviously, probably everyone knows that I was. um like you, you, you go to hang out with your neighbors and you jump on their trampoline and you break your arm. Like your parents aren't going to sue the neighbor because you broke your arm on the trampoline no. be, to pay for the money bills. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like that was something that I was taught and that was always a really, really good thing. But yeah. I also feel like maybe they're, you know, if, if something happens to them, like, and it's a law, well, I, I just don't like think they that. would do it to their neighbor. I think that they yeah. would be in the middle of town in a public situation. Yeah. And, and a school, like, right. You know, like, and, and they I would got take, suspended because they would I take stuck course. up for my religion or I got suspended yes. because. And of, then they would take, they would take bad, course. Well, they know. would take course with the school board mm. versus the person who said the words, because it's much easier to attack an entity than mm. a single. Yeah. And. Well, I don't know. This is kind and of and that actually might be a good way to do it. Really, though, like if you but it's were, not the entity's problem. It's the, yeah, because because the it, entity it's a single person. It's problem. the single person's problem. Unless the entity itself was actually teaching it, that. Okay, and they were trying yes. to portray that because True. they didn't want their job if it's to be an, at stake. If they're you know what I mean? if the school board, for instance, in our in our little kind of thing we're talking about here are just this kind of uh, fake situation. If a school board was enforcing that something. Mm-hmm. was being taught that was outside of the will of the majority of the people, you would have every right to stand up to that and say, wait, you're teach like, like what's going on and, and honestly teaching creationism and yeah. mandating that creationism has, creationism that's, has to be taught in Texas. That's what's so fucking nuts about standardized testing. Yeah. It's like, there's no, is there really like one test for all of American kids? <laughs> no. And I know we're Are huge, you kidding? And I know we're huge and I know, but like, the state's division and all you, that yeah, shit. Are like, you fucking kidding me? Can we not just like raise productive humans rather than like each little colonial dumb down the colonies smart ones. throughout time? Yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like each little clusterfuck of colonies throughout the time and development of history well, has all just kind of came up with their own rules. It has. Which is, well, like, and, and which that, is neat okay. because that's voting. And I that's, think that that's a great way to bring this back is is mm-hmm. talking about the, the, the original thing with the transgender thing and the Trump thing is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because all of these clusters have had made their own laws and and they've allowed a state mandate 
and not be a part of federal mandates. So federal has a has an education standard, but each state can statewise mm-hmm. mandate their own education see, standards over yeah. that. So so what you I have, love I love the division of 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 the country the separation and the states. Yes, yes I but love that too. It only needs to be to a certain extent. But the thing is, is we we have to teach people how to think. Certain not standards what to think. shouldn't be like right. you shouldn't fucking rob Peter to pay Paul, which is really a funny statement right now. No, it, I love that high five. But but really, no, like, yeah. The Americanized standard testing shouldn't in education and in that that's one thing that you can't negotiate. Right. You should negotiate things between states you should, you as should far not as having, how big, how population you should how never, widespread the city is. And my thing is little because, things like that. Because because of the yeah. First Amendment and the separation of church and state, hmm. you should never have a school district teaching somebody who's interested in science that the earth is only six thousand years old. Yeah. Like that should be something that is not mandated. Yeah. But it is. And the thing is, is we have clauses for state separation from from federal separation. And because of those. Just the fact that we have fucking everything out there. Everything says that everything's older than six. Of course. But but, everything. But it's these kind of mandates that Mm. that unfortunately raise generations of people it's sludge. to think that being transgender mm. or being gay is a is a mental disorder yeah. or a decision or a, a an act of rebellion yeah. or something that you can pray away you really did like you hit the hammer there like like you nailed like, it like like so so the same it's not the, something that can be but the <laughs> same mandates the uh, same mandates mm. that teach that, that that dictate how schools teach science to kids and how they talk about the age of the earth and how organisms work and how we came to be humans. The same laws that dictate that also dictate how our kids think about other kids who aren't the same as them. Hmm. It's the same law. And, and, and if we're going to change how kids are born and raised to think about transgender people and 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 the homosexual uh, and i, I want to say that the 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 gay community mm-hmm. the the lgbtq community if if that if 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 we're going to enforce a way of understanding and education that enforces one it has to enforce the other yeah. we can't be teaching kids that the earth is that that that, yeah. that humans and dinosaurs existed at the same fucking yeah. time and yet this part of science is correct. No, yeah. it, it's it's an across the board mandate. Mm-hmm. It's across mm-hmm. the board um, coming of age that this country has to do. Yeah, we're, we need to make this hurdle. We're behind and, the times. And honestly, like I understand and I get it and I see and I can't. I don't know. I've seen Christian families, big ones with numerous kids, and I've seen how they're able to raise each other and grow up and become completely functional and wonderful people. Yeah. And I honestly, I love more because religious people than I can count. Yeah. And I wouldn't do anything. To I do change too. The way I actually, do too, because there's a certain, I don't know. There's a, unlike the way I think there's an avenue that like of belief that they have that I do value and I can't, but then again, like I'll never hinder the the fact that of what i believe or what but then again like i i get it but it, i think it's a, a bewilderment <laughs> or it is you know well and, and 
being confronted with new ideas is the scariest fucking thing for growing, man. Mm-hmm. Being told, You're right. Being told something that contradicts, being told something that contradicts your belief is the single hardest part of growth. Mm. I struggle with it every day. Right. Learning something new, uh, not learning, not even learning, accepting a fact that contradicts something that I believe. That happens to me almost every day. That I, I, I pick up a new fact, a new level of understanding, a new thing that makes me go, like, to accept this fact, I have to change mm. an opinion I have on something else. Right. And I have to... I, I feel like I... To, for me to, like, mm. I struggle with it. And I, 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 really, I really strive to be open-minded. And This is one thing that I'll always just bite down on and, like... I will always think about is, you know, people and their religious aspects of life yep. and, and their actual decisions associated with the way that they feel about yes. just the initial creation and Agreed. the start of the world. Agreed. For me, like, it's like, ah, man, I love so much about feeling the need or like knowing that you're encompassed by this all powerful thing. That's going to like help you throughout your life. Honestly, or, 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 you know, or, but then again, like I've been taught the world's brutal, you know, like harsh, everything about it. And it's, it's so, I don't know. Life is just a great, a great experience. I hope it's a fucking great adventure. Even if you're having, the shittiest fucking day, man. I could be walking in the middle of a rainstorm sometimes and I can look down and be like, you know what? That certain thing is having like a great perseverance through that and take value in that. Yeah. And then I feel like we're still alive, man. And I feel like no matter what, even if you're, you know, religious, you believe it was created or you think about science and it was, you know, it was scientifically created throughout, you know, it, it, it's evolved. It's beautiful. Both yeah. Fucking ways. You can't. <sighs> okay. And I, then again, I, I, I don't I, disagree with, I, I actually, I agree with 100% of what you just said. Right. And if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, I, I think you do because that was beautiful, man. Mm. Both ways are beautiful. Right. This world Both is ways truly are amazing. fucking beautiful. Like, the, dude, the, we're right for, here. But for me as a, per, for <laughs> me personally, I would add one addendum to that mm. is I find more beauty in thinking that it's all on me Mm -hmm. versus versus that it's all beautiful because I'm predestined to be here. Yeah. That's, that's where I find the lack of beauty is, is uh, I, I I do not take the step to think that all this was made for me. Well, and I I am lucky. That's also a perception of creation. Well, okay. You know so, what I mean. So, so if, if, if we were just, I'm like assuming dropped here, I'm as assuming a, that a test tube. I'm assuming the kind know? of literal translation, uh, translation, like the 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 literal Christian God that everything was preordained. He knows all to be all, and he designed this earth to be our for us. Like everything is designed for our existence yeah for i'm taking that translation i can't and 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 i i find i don't find beauty in that 
I don't find beauty in the fact that it was made just for me to like it. What I find it seems beauty like a maze. in it seems what, like a maze for each individual. Right. What I find beauty in is that this is just natural. Mm. Everything that came is just it's here organic. And it's it's <laughs> it's the way it is because it's the way it is. Nothing cares about how I think about it. Yeah. But yet my existence and my turmoil for trying to exist. Like if you really analyze the 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 look for food, the trying like surviving and, and making your own new body, like regrowing your body as it decays because you're only taking in food and you're getting like mm. we're struggling. Oh, yeah. our, our existence Constantly. is struggle. Yeah. And we to, literally to go die th- until we're born. To go or, th- well we're we, we die, yeah, <laughs> we're we're born and we die until we die. Yeah. Like to 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 find beauty in that struggle. And it's only on us. And, mm. and and what I interpret as beauty is different than what you interpret as beauty. Definitely. But me beauty and you... Beauty is in the but, eye of the beholder. Yes. But me and you can both sit here mm. and equally talk about how much we love mm. beauty. Yeah. And speculate where it came from. And <laughs> That's what but, we're doing. And none of it relies on predestiny. Yeah. None of it relies See, on preordained right, right. thought out mm. procedure. You're it, right. It relies on mm. in the moment observation and spontaneity. Is that a word? Um I <laughs> I would say subjectiveness. Being okay. completely subjective about the situation mm. is spontaneity. Mm. Subjectiveness. Both are in the same. And I think that's kind of like that's that's the big goal I think we all kind of mm-hmm. achieve for, and I just while I while I, like I, I I while I com- see it'd be great while I completely <laughs> respect and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I just finishing my thought while I completely respect the the view from the religious who find the beauty in the world the same I do, and we could both mm. talk about beauty yeah. and they find beauty in the fact that it's made and everything like that. Like I don't disagree. I don't purposefully disagree with them i don't i don't do it i don't do it out of my will i don't like want to think they're wrong and it's not impulsive for you it's not impulsive for me to disagree i just look at them i just look at them and i and i say if you could only realize Mm. that you do all of this yourself Mm. that like like the people who will be the biggest strivers and religious and, and and foundationally think that god does it for them or that he has a hand in their if they would only take the next step and realize that all of it is them that Mm. they're not handed it in any way that the things that seemed completely unachievable instead of being god-given are are 100 self satisfaction and uh, Mm. persecution perseverance yeah it's a hundred percent them that to me is more beautiful mm. than trying ninety percent because ten percent of it was already given to you. Yeah, well, like this, it is really, really wild because and, and, and that's, I feel like for motivational purposes, it is much easier for you to actually like achieve goals through your own self. You know, like I've been that person yeah. and thought, you know, like. And it is like you're just going through life and you're just kind of like weighing things out like maybe God didn't want this for me. If something bad happens. Man, it's so fucking comfortable. It really is. I can't can't deny it. It is. And 
I don't know. I don't. And I can't fault anybody for feeling that. Because, me either. Because goddamn, it's comfortable. And not to not to say goddamn. Of course. Of, but but it's comfortable to feel the enclosure. And I felt it. I strive for it. I actually looked for multiple different gods. Yeah. Like I I I wanted to find what fit me because I. F- I was taught that there was supposed to be a guiding force behind my life. Yeah. I was taught that there was some part of your bringing up and I never felt it. Yeah. As much as I was taught it and I went, I I never, I never felt it, but I looked for it and I tried for it and and it was a lack of evidence that, that drove me where I am. Me and you might have been on a little bit different planes. Uh, I think we were. 100%. Because I... 75%. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to, you know, I wanted... I don't think that I was really, like, looking for acceptance a lot, or at least at the time, I didn't really see it as that. But, like, I played... I played congas. I played, you know, percussion in the church that I was in for a long time. Yeah. And, um... And obviously I freaking loved, I really love church and I love the people in my church. And I, I know them all by their first names. Of course. You know what I mean? I still I, do. And I still look at them like, oh, you know how what, are they man? doing in that their community, family? I, I honestly miss the community aspect. Right. And and, it, and it's not that, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Keep going. No, Keep not going. at all. But, but yeah, it is about that. It is about community and like the actual, you know, structure of how people are feeling. And it's nice to really get like kind of emotional with people as you're throughout your week, you know, or one time a week. It's like, oh, I'm going to break down the barriers of myself and I'm just going to kind of give in. And I, and because I got emotional throughout the week, but as a man, I was always taught to kind of put it on the back burner and just roll with it. You know, so as I roll into church, I'd be like, okay, I got some stress and I got some things. I got baggage. It happens, you know, and I I really did. It was nice and it, it was therapeutic in a yeah. sense, it, you know, and I did have times that I thought like I was pushed by God to do certain things. I think that's maybe where it got kind of unhealthy um, because, you know, they're, I don't, yeah, it's, it's funky. <laughs> um. But no, I get you. Um, I have to, I'll be right back. It's fine. So Aaron earlier, I'm going to bring back a subject. You said, you talked about your, um, your first time ever, uh, voting. And so I'm going to talk about my first voting experience ever. Cause this is a kind of a parking lot, little idea that I, I want to remember. Um, <clears throat> so in the city of Soldotna, where Aaron and I grew up, they had teen voting and they did it at the, you know, the city hall office and it was all pretty legit. And, um, you guys all maybe, or if you know me, you know how much I love wolves and I love dogs and I really love, you know, just primal species of canines, I guess in general. And (laughs) I accidentally as a teen voter, so it did no good or bad whatsoever, but, um, I voted on, dog or well wolves or coyotes or whatever species you know was in the open plains endangering another species i voted on uh wolves i'm presuming like to get um shot at out of planes yeah and i thought for sure that i was like voting against you know like them getting shot the harming of animals um, I didn't necessarily know all the I, – I read it as the bill for the very first time. Right. And I feel like as a kid voter, you 
aren't necessarily prepared to read all the logistic speech of no. everything going on. So when I told my parents that I voted yes or no on proposition, whatever it was, I want to say it was like two <laughs> proposition two, Yeah. And, and I voted the wrong way. And for me, I felt like I voted against my dog. <laughs> and, oh, and, for, no. and for that kind of always made it important to me to really like understand what I'm you were voting vote for. for something. Yeah. I'm going to freaking do it right. Because like if I would have been an adult and I didn't know what it was, I could have very well potentially voted against, you know, inhumanely hurting animals. And like. Yeah, they were overpopulated. They were taking down another endangered species or something like that. There was, you know, I don't necessarily exactly know what was happening right. at the time. And I think the populations there have improved greatly. Yes, they have. Um, in a lot of different things. I know caribous in Alaska have gotten more populated and they're less endangered than they've ever been. And that helps. Right. But, but yeah, I don't know. That's all I want to say about voting in general. That's cool. Is, I kind of learned from a young age how important it was to vote the right yeah. way. And it was very lighthearted because we knew it wasn't going anywhere. But for me, it was like, man. It was important <laughs> to like start understanding wh where you think and like where your thoughts kind of fall into place or, with. Well, my very, very little decision, my little box, my little, you know, my number two fucking Ticonderoga pencil, whatever the hell. Ticonderoga. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Like that little blip it is going to get read by a computer or a person and and matter that is going to fucking be a yeah. one right that is a actual one in the polls and so i don't know vote no yeah <laughs> that's vote. my little vote no spiel. no go out and vote yeah um, I, I voted like granted state voting yeah. is super important state government voting city city voting it's not just about is, the president is, no man that's City voting and state voting is way more is almost more, more important. important than than, than like who's our president. It's well, and the other thing you're right. The other thing, vote for Senate and vote for Congress. Yes, because because electing Everything. electing your senators and letting your con uh, uh, electing your senators and electing your congressmen is, I would argue, more important than our president because they actually day in and day out pass what laws are laws. Yeah, like. Exactly. And they're the ones actually like footing and writing the freaking it's just, shit. And unfortunately this last round of voting we had a really poor choice of Congress and they've been yeah. they've been kind of repealing some pretty big acts that were set like for the good of our country. But I you know, I don't want to go into much like, more. Yeah, like, exactly. We've, we've hit been, we've hit a really <laughs> this is big, the longest bazooka we've had is, in no, a while. It really, it really is. And the We were very pointed, I feel like. So. I feel like we were pointed. I, I loved the car talk and I actually loved this talk. I want to wrap it up real quick. Yeah. And just kind of yeah, go back true. to where we started and we I know we tried a couple times, but it's finding divisiveness and ways to segregate humans is going to be, if it keeps going, is going to be the flaw yeah. in our humanity. Be the end. It's segregating and finding ways to say we're different. Mm. Like any new label, every single time a fucking label is made, that that is one more step, one more degree toward us being as far different as we can make ourselves. Mm. And I think that is the wrong way. Yeah. So I I don't know where to go. I don't know what kind of acts should be next steps. I don't know how to but but what I do know is that we have to come together as humans. 
Yes. We have to come together acceptance. as general. We have to accept acceptance. We're we are like guys. We are so fundamentally the same that it's not even funny. We're it's we're we're, we're literally judging on hair color. Yeah, yeah. Call or, it skin color, but or it's hair a color. Fucking good or where, tan for or, a couple thousand years. Or where the <laughs> fuck. Who some cares? some stupid old bastard decided to put a line in the dirt and say you're one thing and I'm the other because of this line in the dirt. Right. Like makes no fucking fuck sense. Fuck it. We, Look at those we're, lines. we're one person. We're one we're one people. Go see the divisions between the countries. And there's and, nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just people. We're all people. And I think that's where we have to end this is that we are we are more in need of acceptance and loving each other today than I think we've ever been. And that's in, like, we're more connected than we ever been. We're more connected. So what are we going to do with well, this? Well, we're what more, are we going to do yeah. with this technology? We're going to start. A are we going to get we're gonna connected? St- we're going to start a time and stuff group. And we're going to let friends of ours talk about these kind of subjects on our group page. And talk and, about love. It's and talk about love, love and friendship and humanity. And if you guys find disagreements, well, guess what? Those are okay to talk about, too. Let's talk about those disagreements and, and come to terms on where we can agree and what we can disagree on. And when we isolate the things that we agree upon versus the things that we disagree upon, Let's start talking about solutions. Let's actually talk about solutions to the disagreements. True. And see what we can figure out. We might be able to start a revolution. Of sorts. And I'm I not know. opposed to that, my friends. I'm not opposed to that. I think that uh, we owe it to humanity and we owe it to each other as friends. And right. even if it only pertains to this podcast and the people who listen to it and we just we're our own little group. Well, well guess what? Guess what? We can become better people in our own right. We can become just more accepting humans and hopefully pass it on, man. Because I think that's what me and you do every day in life. I'm trying. We both are. That's my common goal. I'd say that's just be a little better, little be a little better human, right? And I don't know. Yeah, take in life experiences from outside of your own freaking walk in someone else's shoes and figure out what they need. And then you'll know more about how you can help them. <laughs> That's it. And that was beautiful. I had to give that because we had an amazing talk. Um, well, I love everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. This is, uh, you know, this is one of those things we do, man. We're here for everybody out there. Really, thank you everyone for listening so much. And, and, we, it, and, and we and we hope that you chewed on something that we said that really like I don't know stuck with you. Yeah. And, and if you're struggling, if you're doing anything out there, please contact local hotlines or just talk to us, and we will we will write you back. We will most definitely because we care about all humans and we love you. Thank and you and have a good night. This has been another journey through time and stuff. Booyah.